everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. 2023 is over. And when a year ends, a new one begins. But before we can do that, we got to break down our award winners. And tonight, we're going to break down the top five male performers of the year. And to help us do that, he's back. He helped us last year with our tag team. It's Will I Was, Will Norris himself. How's it going, Will? I'm doing pretty well, Aaron. It's nice to be here yet again. Um, I will say, I'll preface this by saying, this was a renaissance year for wrestling in general. And this was a really hard one to pick a top five for. So I've got a list of honorable mentions as well. And I'm really excited to share them. You you mentioned that. And I do think it was kind of like a renaissance year because I think over the last two years prior, we were still coming out of that COVID where, you know, promotions were starting to re-kickstart, and then there were more promotions starting to come up on the rise, and more talent was starting to get noticed. Uh, so I think this year, everything kind of went pretty smooth without any hiccups, and they were at, able to add to promotions uh, the way that they wanted to maybe perhaps before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we saw that with, you know, right around COVID time, there was major cuts in the WWE, and then they brought a couple of those people back, you know, over the last year to try to strengthen their rosters back. So, yes, very interesting year in pro wrestling. Now, I am excited about this because I I think my list is going to be a little bit crazy for some people. And I just want, before we start, I don't want people to start getting mad at certain things. Uh, I think we all looked at different criteria. So, before each of us start, I want to know how your criteria kind of was. For me, it was not necessarily who had a title. Okay, Uh, to me, that doesn't mean as much to me as the progression of that superstar to a certain level. So that's how I based mine. Will, how did you base yours? Oh, mine was in a similar aspect. I tried to tie in a bit of story aspect as well as like match history and put it all together into just one list. It's really each member of my list has a different reason for being there, essentially. So really just a combination of both match history and uh, just growth. Um, so for me, it has to do with whether I care or not about what's going on with them throughout the year. Um, when I look back at the year, what things can I remember? What, you know, what is something that's ingrained in me um, that was powerful? And so I do look at those things kind of like what you said. It doesn't necessarily have to do with a title. Um, yes, that does mean something, but it to me, it doesn't mean that you're the top, in my opinion, um, because I look at what makes me want to watch the program, what makes me not want to fast forward the program, what am I actually sitting there wanting to hear what the commentators are saying about the segment, you know, what, you know, who brings that type of energy to the show? And that's how I kind of based my list. Sounds good. Sounds like we're going to have a good list. And we're going to start with you, Tom. I very seldom start with you. so But tonight I am. So you're number five. Go ahead. So my number five is main event Jey Uso. Yeet. Okay. I look at where he started the year being part of the bloodline. And then where he ended his year. And he's one of the most over- wrestlers in the company he is somebody that you know is a complete fan favorite at at this point in time uh he does phenomenal work 
He's one half of the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling, in my opinion, at this point in time. And he is doing some great solo work. No pun intended there. He he really is showing that he can do more than just tag team wrestling. And I care about what he's doing every week, and I look forward to him. So that's why he is number five for me. Great pick. All right, Will, you're number five. Um, my number five, uh, this was this was a hard one to put number five anyways. I wanted to put him higher, but I have Sami Zayn as my number five. And that's only because he started out the year super duper strong, you know, with the whole bloodline story with Kevin Owens winning the tag team titles. And then it started to kind of plummet a little bit. But people are still interested in Sami Zayn. You still hear people singing his theme song as he walks out. People are still wanting to turn on the TV for Sami Zayn. He's great. I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. But um, he really did start to drop down once him and Kevin Owens lost the title. And then Kevin Owens being drafted to SmackDown kind of, you know, put him in a position where he was solo again. And then he's with Jay now. And then he's with Cody. And it's just kind of jumbled in with everything. But I'm a day one Sami Zayn fan. I had to put him somewhere in this list. Okay, so Sami Zayn did not make my top five. And for people who don't know, if you know, uh, if we don't have certain people, we can t- we can chime in uh, as far as the reason why. I just feel like Sami Zayn and the Bloodline was almost like I feel like two years ago now. I, I don't know. I feel like since they cooled him off after WrestleMania, you know, him and K- KO, even though they were the tag team champions, they cooled them off. They really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was by design because I don't think they ever expected Sami to get as hot as he did. And I just feel like if he would have kept that moment momentum, he may have cracked my top five, but he did not crack mine. Yeah, I didn't have him in my list either, but he's right up there neck and neck with getting into the top five. Um, if we were doing a top ten, he would definitely be six or seven. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, my number five, I'll, I'll be shocked if he's on anybody's list is a two-time NXT uh, North American champion this year, and that's Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Talk (laughs) about someone who has so much heel heat, whether it's, you know, just, how do I want to say this? Whether it is legit heel heat or if people just love to boo him (laughs) and actually do like him, he has really stepped up this past year, especially in the ring. Uh, and WWE did a really good job. I think I said a couple years ago, I think it would be good for Dominic to kind of go down to NXT and wrestle some of those guys that they had down there, uh, you know, with Wesley and Dragon Lee and, you know, having Carmelo Hayes down there. Those type of matchups were perfect for him. And he really excelled uh, in that. And not only that, with the Judgment Day as a whole, as a group, Dominic is one of the biggest stars in the group outside of Rhea Ripley. And he, to me, had a fantastic year. And I had to put Dominic Mysterio as my number five. I may never have him in my top ten ever again. But this year, Dominic Mysterio, number five. He was uh, super close for me. I actually had him. I I made, like, a list of top ten just to kind of, like, work things around and everything. He was my number six just for the reason that you stated yourself. I mean, heel heat, is it's huge. He's being booed at every single show, and it's – Beautiful to see. You've not heard someone booed like this since, I mean, I can't place a name, but I mean, it, it's real heel heat, and it's really good to see. Really good to yeah, see. Yeah, he's he's not on my list at all, but he had a fantastic year. He's not somebody even thought 
it didn't even cross my mind. Uh, but looking back and thinking about the things that you talked about, he's definitely a top 10 candidate for sure. Uh, just for me, he's not in my top five. All right, Tom, you're number four. So my number four goes over to AEW. There's not a lot for me going on in AEW this past year. There's been a lot of moments, uh, a lot of weeks that I just uh, try to get the headlines and don't even watch the product. Um, but for me, I look at someone like MJF, who I feel like is carrying that company at this point in time. Um, he's the only thing I really care about what's going on over there. The only thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's this is probably very controversial to a lot of people. It's a very hot take. I know there's great wrestlers over there. I know there's very talented people. There's a lot of people over there that I really like. I just don't think they're doing anything at this point that I care about. They're not doing anything that makes me want to tune in week to week. You know, I was somebody for the first year and a half, two years, I bought every pay-per-view. I watched week to week. I may not have been on the night that it aired, but I watched every week. And this past year, it, you know, and there's a lot of reasons, and we don't have enough time to get into that, but there's a lot of reasons, but things have dropped off for me for AEW. But the one consistent thing that I do care about is, well, their former world champion, MJF. So he made the list at my number four. All right. Controversial or not, MJF's not in my top five. Um, and I expect to get some heat for that. But what you're saying interests you does not interest me. And again, I, I, this is kind of what we were talking about. Titles, uh, I think he had a good title run. I'll, I'll give him that. But I didn't care about it. I didn't care about the whole devil thing. I didn't care about the partnership with him and Adam Coe. I, I, I just did not care about it because I knew where the story was going to end. I, I just knew it. And so it really took me out of him. Kudos to him, though. I mean, he really did do a great job this year. And I'm not even sure if he would have made my top 10. If so, it would have been close to like eight, maybe, uh, if that's the case. But MJF did not make mine. Uh, but kudos to you. All right, Will, you're number four. Uh, I actually also had MJF as my number four, and that's actually the only AEW superstar on this list. Being said, the same reason Tom had said, and AEW has just not been hitting like it had in like 2022 per se for me. Um, you had matches like MJF versus Jay White. That might, it's controversial. I like the match, made Jay White look really weak in my opinion, being as he was injured or they played the angle that he was injured and such. Uh, MJF versus Samoa Joe was good, even though he was also injured. Uh, versus Danielson might be one of the best matches of MJF's career, in my opinion, but that's because Brian Danielson is Brian Danielson, obviously. He's great worker, great performer. Uh, but MJF, I feel like, really did carry AEW on his back this entire year. There was nothing really else that – uh caught my attention i mean you've got your few stragglers here and there but they don't make it into my top five so yeah mjf number four for me just a quick note on aew for me i feel like their best things this year were the teases of surprises i mean just like who are we signing or you know or something like that and they've mm -hmm. got to get out of that they've got to get yes. out of that yes. all right my number four and i couldn't leave him off the list and um 
is Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, 1,222 plus days as the champion. I get he does not wrestle a lot. But storyline-wise, he has been the key focal point over almost a year and a half of WWE programming. Uh, in the big money matches, he makes you care about those matches, whether it is Cody Rhodes, can Cody beat him? Can Jay Uso beat him? Can Sami Zayn beat him? Can Randy Orton or The Rock beat him? He makes you care because either you're ready for him to lose the belt or not. But the dysfunction within the bloodline this past year really carried SmackDown. Uh, whether he was there or not, because Jimmy being scared, Jay being scared, Solo being who he is, you know, it just really made for a great year and great moments in WWE were basically centered around Roman Reigns. And I had to keep him on my list at number four. So he is absolutely not on my list. Um, I'm not shocked. For the opposite reason <laughs> of what you're saying, or Here's the deal. He's wrestled 11 times this year. He's not been there. How are you head of the table if you ain't even at the table? <laughs> he's not there because he's sitting at the table. So that's my thing. I don't care about his matches because of him. I know everyone he actually faces can beat him. It ain't got nothing to do with him. It's how is he going to cheat to keep his title. And that's fine. But to me, it's not It's not something I look forward to. I look forward to the days that we're not talking about Roman Reigns. When he's not in that title picture. Because what they have done with him is created a man who can't win a match without someone helping him. He went from being the big dog, which is a lame character, but the big dog could win matches. That's the biggest difference between the big dog and the head of the table is the head of the table has to have everyone else win his matches for him and then doesn't show up. So I could care less about Roman Reigns and his title reign because it means nothing. The longer they go, with him not competing and not getting a definitive win over somebody, the less I care, the less his reign means to me. And I know I'm nobody. I'm just a fan, but that's my perspective of it. I don't know how many other people feel the same way, but if he, they want him to be a dominant champion, how about at least twice out of a hundred matches, he wins dominantly. Because I can't remember the last time he won dominantly. He didn't this whole year. It's just, I, I don't know. For me, Cody wrestling Roman Reigns, I'm there for Cody. Has nothing to do with Roman Reigns. LA Knight wrestling Roman Reigns. It's for LA Knight, not Roman Reigns. To me, I don't care that it's him. I just care about that title that he's holding hostage. And it needs to move on. All right. I'm I'm done talking about Roman Reigns. <laughs> I knew it first. I knew it first. Will, uh, 
Uh, I also did not have Roman Reigns in my top five for similar reasons as Tom. Um, I'd like a champion to be there. I'd like a champion to show out. I'd like a champion to defend. And the only thing that's really holding me on to Roman is, you know, like he said, the what? how many days reign is it now? I mean, that's that's prestigious. And whoever does beat him, which I have hopes on who I want to beat him, no comment on that, though. Um, whoever does beat him is going to be on this pedestal by default. And that, that's the best thing about it is he's going to put somebody over tremendously. And uh, other than that, uh, I just haven't had the interest for him. Just uh, – not for it, not for it. Mom, you're number three. So my number three is somebody that I just briefly mentioned, and that's L.A. Knight. So when I look at somebody who started the year, really wasn't doing much, to being one of the biggest stars in the company today, when I was able to go to SmackDown – and I got to see him live for the for the first time. The crowd interaction, everybody was having fun. They care what he's doing. They care what he's saying. And they can't wait to participate. And when I look at the year that he's had, I had to put them him up there in the top because it's just tremendous. He just skyrocketed. He went from they weren't doing anything. They didn't want him to do anything to being one of the most popular people there. And it don't matter whether he isn't the greatest in-ring technician because this is the sports entertainment business and it ain't about that. It's about a connection with the crowd. It's about how he makes you feel. And for me, I'm excited every time he grabs a microphone. I want to see him on my TV. And there's a lot of them that I do not. So for that reason, he is my number three. Fair enough. Fair he enough. Been, um, he, may, he may have been close to my number 20. Maybe. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not. I'm just not that guy. Um, I understand what you're saying about how he turned his career around and how over he, he is. But I think – outside of the sports entertainment part of it, I'm still so much of a wrestling purist, uh, you know, from watching, you know, Japan and Mexico for so many years, I need to see more from him. I, I, I just do. And I understand it. And he, got, and he did get hot, but he has done nothing with his hotness. And I know we said, you know, winning titles and stuff doesn't matter. And it doesn't, but he hasn't done nothing with his hotness. And outside of coming out and cutting promos, uh, you know, our truth gets people to say, what's up, you know, and that's, you know, that's kind of how I kind of look at him kind of like that. Could he be a main eventer? Sure. I think the biggest problem with uh, LA Knight was he was on SmackDown and, and, uh, you know, I was pretty adamant with that. I think if they would have maybe feuded him with Seth Rollins, uh, it could have been a whole lot better than if they had fed him the Roman like they did and we knew what was going to happen. And and that to me that kind of hurts a little bit. So that's that's my L A Knight take. Uh, L A Knight was also really close for me, probably within the top ten. But um, it feels very rinse and repeat of the Attitude area. You know, the whole what chance or not the what chance? Uh, yeah, the yeah chance. My bad, my bad. 
it's very uh, Stone Cold-ish, and I, I don't like when they kind of like repackage a gimmick and give it to somebody else because that's kind of what it feels for me. Uh, he's great on the mic. He's great on the mic. In-ring performance, it's okay. It's okay for me. It's just not enough to draw me into him. It kind of outplays itself a bit, gets a bit annoying to me. Uh, I'm not there to turn the TV on to watch LA Knight. That, that's what it boils down to. Uh, other than that, he I can't deny that he did grow this year. He went from, what, Max Dupree to L.A. Knight. Awesome. Great for him, getting his name back. He, he got fired. Didn't he get fired a couple of years ago? Wasn't he one of them that they let go? And they, and they brought him back. So kudos to him. I think he was before they brought him back as Max Dupree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had they had cut him. Um, so, Possibly. yeah, I mean, good, good job with that. So, all right, Will, you're number three. <laughs> Uh, my number three goes back to what Tom said is his number four, Jey Uso. Or is that number four? Or was that five? I don't know. Jey Uso. Okay, five. Jey Uso, like you said earlier, completely reinvented himself as a solo star. Um, the yeet chants, the, uh, you know, the, the hand movements, the crowd loves it. Uh, he's great in the ring. I've followed him since, you know, day one, back when the old, uh, well, what was the whole gimmick they had? The duo Samoan thing, you know, and, uh, the chance, the war chance, and uh, he's just great. He's a great. He's one of the top high flyers for sure. Uh, he really knows how to sell a story. Uh, phenomenal ring work, everything. He's got a whole package, and um, all he needs is uh, maybe a mid card title push. I, I would love a world title push, but like with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins right now, it's really hard to uh, give that to somebody. There's so many people that are over in this company right now. It makes it difficult for your other people that are over to also shine without kind of diminishing them along the way. But uh, I feel like Jay's really held his own within these stars. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got to say about him. All right. My number three is my only AEW person. Um, and, and just for people, I'm not an AEW hater. Actually, number uh, six uh, would have been an AEW person. And probably number eight really would have been an AEW person as well. But for me, uh, there was one person in the ring this year who I thought really stepped up a lot. And for 326 days, he was the international champion. And that's Orange Cassidy. Uh, He went from someone who was just kind of like a gimmick. And don't get me wrong, he still does his gimmick stuff. To someone that you could take serious as a world title contender. His in-ring work really stepped up. He had a great chemistry with John Moxley, uh, and they really played off each other really well. Of again, of someone like Moxley who doesn't take Orange as serious, and Orange really needs this victory. I thought it really elevated Orange. He does a great job with that title. It's kind of one of those titles that gets defended every single week, you know. And he's not scared to back down from any challenger. It's exactly what I wish WWE would do with the Intercontinental or the United States Championship every single week. Here's this title. It's on your TV. It's getting defended. And it's in a match that kind of means something half of the time. Uh, but Orange Cassidy, for me, uh, is my number three. Yeah, he um, he had a great year. He has great matches. Uh, just not my flavor of ice cream. Uh, I can Orange agree with cream? that. <laughs> hey, Orange Sherbert hits the spot. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also did not have him in my top five, but I can't deny his amazing performance gimmick, ring work. He's got a package, like full package, and it's great. It's great to see. Uh, just did not make that top five spot for me. 
I think he needs to dish the best friends. I really do. Uh, I don't think Trent and Chuck are, you know, going to do anything. And I, I don't like that he hangs around with Van Alvin and Hook and, you know, and everybody. I, I really think it's time for him just to be by himself. Eventually, you know, if you want to bring them all back into a fold for like a type of match or something, uh, you can do that. Uh, but I really think Orange needs to go totally solo with not a group with him. Uh, I think it would help him out tremendously. So, all right, Tom, you're number two. So my number two is probably going to be surprising to at least one of you. Uh, but my number two is Gunther. Um, I just look at somebody that is constantly putting in great matches. I know if Gunther's on the card, it's going to be hard hitting and it's going to be a great match. And he, he is what a long-term champion I think needs to look like um, instead of the way it's handled with Roman Reigns. Uh, I, I get it's a little bit different, but, you know, I I just think that his performance outshines a lot of the people on the roster. Uh, and if they would give him the right opportunities, I think he could be just as popular as anyone else on the roster. Um, but that's not his fault. He is executing what is given to him at the highest level. Um, therefore, that is why I did have him slotted at number two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, not much to say about that <laughs> just yet. <laughs> um, Aaron, anything to say? Nope, nothing to say yet. Okay, let's go okay. Number, let's go with your number two there, Will. Uh, my number two, Cody Rhodes. Uh, great year. Phenomenal year. He he knows how to sell a story. Uh, I mean, you can probably see it in my background the uh, the Cody Rhodes shrine that I sort of have going back here. Uh, I love Cody. He's great. Uh, he was so close to making that number one spot. So so close. Uh, the Roman match, the Brock Lesnar trilogy, the things he's doing with Shinsuke right now. Uh, oh, what's some other? I mean, the thing with the Judgment Day, but you know. I, I've got my opinions on the Judgment Day, but he knows how to make a match happen. He knows how to sell you on a story, no pun intended there. Um, he really, like, I don't know, the classic baby face feel is what he gives me. You know, the one that you are rooting for to win constantly. And, he, you know, it's I love I love Cody Rhodes. That's <laughs> just me fangirling over here for a bit. Uh, that's all I got to say on Cody, but he's my number two. <laughs> Cody Rhodes did not make my top five. Um, <laughs> Cody Rhodes was actually my number seven. Oh. It was my number seven. And the reason why is, is because they did exactly what I feared they were going to do. They cooled him off. I hated it. Now they can reignite it. Don't get me wrong. But the whole business with the judgment day for me was just too much. It was three months of nonsense of just trying to find something for him to do. I love the stuff with Brock. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love the stuff with Brock. I thought that was well done. But here we go with this Judgment Day stuff for about four. It was really about four months. Every Monday night, Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn and Jey Uso and, you know, Judgment Day. It really drug it down for me. Cody was my number seven. Uh, again, there's nothing to be ashamed of being number seven. That's That's a great year. So. All right, so my number two is one half of the greatest tag team of all time. It's Jey Uso. And 
for exactly what Tom and you've already said, if you would have told me years ago that one of the Usos would have had a tremendous singles run, I would have said there was no way because I didn't see them ever really splitting them in that in that you know way. And if they did, it would have been like a Matt and Jeff Hardy type deal where they would not be pushed to the main event caliber the way that they were. But the Bloodline storyline allowed for that. And Jay Uso totally capitalized on that. And he's still capitalizing on it. And for me, that is an amazing accomplishment in itself. He got to main event SummerSlam. You know, Jay Uso got to main event SummerSlam. He was part of WrestleMania's night one main event. He was part of Money in the Bank's main event. You know, what a spectacular year uh, for him. At Survivor Series, main event. Look at all the main mm-hmm. events Jey Uso was in this year, so it was hard for me to deny him. I would love to see him get a singles title uh, of some sorts. Uh, will they do that? I don't know, because who knows how long they're going to let him go as a single, uh, because they may re- reunite him and Jimmy at some point. Uh, but this year, he was my number two for sure. All right, Tom, before we get to your number one, uh, can, could you rattle off just real fast, just the names six through ten? Uh, no, but I can give you a good runner-up, like would be my I, – didn't I just say – didn't I say there was one I would put at number six? I done forgot now. Mm-hmm. Who did I say? Uh, wasn't Roman. <laughs> wow. So another person that I I definitely think I want to mention, and I can kind of talk a little bit in detail on why they didn't make the top five, but however, they're fantastic. And that's Seth Rollins. Um, I look at someone who is one of the best workers in the world, period. Um, Someone who has, has it all together presentation wise, um, as far as he's, you know, I'm, He's toyetic. He looks great. He's got this character that maybe needs to be a little deeper than what it is, but it's still a character, and it's something that when he's on my screen, I do kind of smirk, and I, I want to pay attention to him and things like that, and he has had a great run with this championship. However, he didn't make my top five because that's really all he's got. Um. He didn't really do anything crazy that stood out to me other than not get beat. Um, And sometimes for me, as a fan, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the emotional connection, um, the the story that I really want to sink my teeth into. What are they doing every week? I didn't necessarily care what he was doing, just wanted to see what he was wearing. You know, and he had some crazy outfits, and I enjoy that out of him. Uh, and he's great. Uh, but he did not make my top five for those reasons, but he was close. Well, who was uh, six through ten for you? Uh, it's another hard one to sort of pinpoint. I do have it written down, but my computer's off currently. Uh, I will make a really big honorable mention, and uh, this might be a little, a little weird as well. I, I don't know, maybe. Um, Trick Williams had a really good year. 
when you told me Trick Williams might be as big, almost bigger than Carmelo Hayes, I wouldn't have believed you. It kind of seemed like the Marty Jannetty to Shawn Michaels to me. But uh, he really capitalized off that split and uh, really made a name for himself. I mean, you've seen him in some really good matches. I mean, he recently won that gauntlet match for a chance at the North American title against Dragon Lee, which I'm extremely excited to see, you know, because that's another solid performer, Dragon Lee, splashing onto the scene as he did. Beautiful to see. Uh, But, yeah, Trick Williams uh, was a really big hitter for me. Big fan, big fan. Trick right now is the number one contender for the NXT title right now, too. Oh, is it NXT title? Okay, I might have got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he was scheduled to wrestle uh, Dragonoff last night, but Dragonoff's hurt in storyline. Okay, so, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, for me, uh, six was Christian Cage. Really fantastic year for uh, Christian. Seven was Cody Rhodes. Eight was the biggest mistake I think WWE's made in a long time. Swerve Strickland. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine for me was Seth Rollins and 10 for me was Damian Priest so that's how that's how my kind of went alright Tom number one so to no one's surprise Cody Rhodes is my number one mm-hmm. um, surprised yeah okay. <laughs> so for me yes I'm uh, you know a fanboy He's he's my guy. He will probably always be my guy. Um, the big fan of the Rhodes family. Uh, but I just care about what he's doing. And it's not just that I like him so I care. He makes me care. I love his promos. A lot of people may think that they're kind of rinse and repeat. But to me, I believe everything he's selling. And I care what he's doing week to week. And he's had some amazing matches this year. And he's constantly putting in that work that he talks about so much. He's constantly working on on, on every show that I can think of. You know, if he's not on the actual program, he's doing the dark match. You know, the SmackDown that I went to, he snuck into the show as part of the story, you know, but he also worked a, worked a match afterwards. Like he is building that relationship with the fans and people actually care what he's doing. And let's talk about Shinsuke Nakamura for a second. I can't tell you the last time I cared what Shinsuke Nakamura is doing, but I do because of Cody. And I think that's a very important thing that he not only is something that's must see for me. And I think a lot of people feel that way. I think he elevates the people he's with as well. And how great was him and Jay together, the brief time that they were tagging. And I mean, you talk about some moments. Pro wrestling is about moments. And there's been some great moments out of Cody Rhodes this year. And he's the most over guy in the company, in my opinion. Now, I'm not there to look at minute-by-minute uh, minute ratings or merchandise sales, actual numbers, and I don't have all that in front of me. But based off of what I see on TV and what I seen when I went live from from uh, the SmackDown show that I went to, he's the most over person in the company. So for all those reasons, he is my number one. Choice. I was already uh, mentioning him. 
Will's already mentioned him, and I, I put him at my number seven. So, yeah, good year for Cody. Um, my number one for this year, which was really neck and neck with Cody himself, had to have been Gunther. Uh, a phenomenal performer. Match after match after match, banger after banger after banger, you know, quoting Seamus there. Speaking of Seamus, Gunther, Seamus, McIntyre, match of the year, in my opinion. Uh, he Bronson Reed, he put him in the spotlight. Uh, Chad Gable, phenomenal match. Just when you step into the ring with Gunther, it's it's you know it's going to be a good match because you know he knows how to work, he knows how to wrestle, and he's wrestled like this for so long. And it's really good just to finally see him in the spotlight. You know, uh, been following him since NXT. You know the whole UK situation. He's had some bangers, bangers, and bangers. And I hate to repeat myself over and over, but I just I love his in ring work, and that was what really sold it for me. Not saying Cody does not have uh, really good in ring work. But uh, just I've wanted to turn my TV on for uh, Gunther. Not much as you know, Imperium, more of just Gunther. But he's kind of what, what? How do I say this? It's kind of what Roman should be, in my opinion. You know, dominant heel champion, winning little to no cheating, little to no cheating. Uh, dominant force, scary to be in the ring. Then chops. Whoo. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Right. <laughs> My number one is also Gunther. And, uh, you know, not not because we shared a plane ride together to Orlando uh, this year <laughs> or any, anything of that nature. But to me, he's the real world champion on Raw. Um, I, I'm a very big pro person as far as Raw did not need a title. And, you know, I'm okay with the world one world title. And that's a whole argument for another day. But there's so much you could do with that Intercontinental title. The WWE is just always afraid to elevate it. They have elevated it to a level. Gunther made me care about a match with The Miz. I ain't cared about a match with The Miz forever. But just like what you're talking about, to me, he's the best wrestler, perhaps, in that company right now. Uh, every match that he's in, you know it's going to be good. And he has brought out a great uh, – he's really helped elevate a lot of people. Chad Gable. No one cared about Chad Gable. But they did for over a month because they were hoping Chad Gable was going to beat Gunther. And Gunther did a fantastic job selling for him, made you believe it. Bronson Reed, like you're talking about, the match at WrestleMania. We knew that match was going to be freaking brutal <laughs> and fantastic, and it was. Over 573 days as the Intercontinental Champion. I still wish they would just take my advice with these titles. After 10 successful Intercontinental or United States Championship defenses, you can forfeit your title for a chance at the world title. You want those belts to mean something, that's how you do it. Gunther defends that title 10 times. If he wants to cash it in for a world title, he gets to cash it in for a world title shot. If he loses, he's no longer the Intercontinental Champion because he cashed it in. You know, that's how you make people care about who's getting it. Maybe, you know, he's at nine, and let's just say someone like a Jey Uso had an Intercontinental title. He's at nine. He's got one more match, and he can beat – he can get the Roman again, and he loses it. People are going to care about those titles. 
uh, NWA does that with their television championship, and it's fantastic. It's a great idea. It's a great concept. They need to start implementing that. As far as this year goes, for me, Gunther was the absolute uh, best. He's the ring general. Um, I'm interested to see who's going to take this title from him. I'm, af I'm afraid it's going to be a beast incarnate at WrestleMania, perhaps. <laughs> um, and I'm listen, I am down for that match. Let me tell you. you talk oh, my gosh. <laughs> ooh, the first time that chop lands on Brock wrong, <laughs> there's going to be a stiff one coming back. It's going to be on, and it's going to be beautiful and great. Uh, but, yeah, Gunther's my number one. To quote Big E, uh, big meaty men. I'm ready for it. Uh, that's that's the match that has, that's the mania match that needs to happen right there. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. But right. yeah, pretty good list. I, we had a lot different uh, this time, and again, it's all about the flavor. Tom said it's kind of about the flavor and what we all like. Uh, but no one's I think was too egregious. I know y'all think Roman on my list was a little crazy. Uh, Very egregious. LA Knight Man. was that was a little too high for me. So it's neck and neck as far as that goes. But yeah, Will, man, thanks for hopping on here with us. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. It's always a pleasure to be here. Seriously. Now the, I love talking now the, wrestling. Oh, man. We, we, we need to get you on more. I know I say this all the time, but we need <laughs> to get you on more uh, and, and get you more involved with the show because you always do a great job when you're here. I appreciate it. Those are some kind words. Thank you very much. So we got Tom. We got the women next. Uh, we yep. have that one planned next. And to help us do that, Kimmy Sokol is going to be back. Kimmy did a great job with us last year. Very interested. I, I think the women's going to be even harder than the men's because it was such a crazy and diverse year for the women all across the board. And I think last year ours was all over the place. Last year, Tom and I both had Mandy Rose as number one, and we'd never even talked about it. And it was kind of crazy that we both came with Mandy Rose it look look what happened yeah yeah a little yeah. little insight i've got 15 names right now and i am struggling my list is done it it has been done i don't think mine's going to move uh any i've been really paying attention to that one quite a bit because i was torn between a lot uh this year when it comes to the women and i there were so many great women that stepped up i mean it really was um even though some of the promotions are still not representing the way they should. Um, most it was a great year. Be honest with yeah, most of them. Yeah, even WWE this year has kind of slacked a little bit when it comes to the women booking and been lazy. Uh, so we got to get that fixed, hopefully. And then we'll do the tag team after that and uh, help us do the tag team. Aaron Silvers and J.R. Huffman will be back uh, for that as well. And on that episode, we're going to talk about the Iron Claw. Talk about the Iron Claw. Uh, well, have you seen it yet? Phenomenal watch. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Very emotional yes. story. Yes. Yeah. Um, great movie. Great movie. Great movie. And uh, we'll break that down on that future episode as well. Uh, for myself and Tom, make sure you're heading over to Barnes and Nobles and picking up copies of our books. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. Hit the subscribe button for us here because we always, always appreciate that. Uh, for myself, Tom, and Will. Happy New Year, and we'll see y'all next time.